Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock, it's Tuesday, which means Baldy Breakdown, the all-city NFL analyst, joins us. Brian Baldinger, how's it going? Thanks for hopping on. Johnny Bo, it's good to be with you guys, man. Um, things are going well. I mean, we're cruising here. Uh, you know, we're not winning any games in the desert right now, but it's not like you're not you're not in these games and you're not playing hard, you know, you're just not making enough plays, especially offensively right now. But I mean, they played a, they played a very good game defensively, you know, for the most part. Well, that's where I, I want to start. If I could Baldy, cause I think like early in the season, they were leading into the fourth quarter, yeah. they upset Dallas. And then these last couple of games have been kind of disheartening for Cardinal fans. I don't want to call them like back down to earth games, but, but certainly not to the level that they were playing the first month. Have you seen enough? I know it's only been seven games from Jonathan Gannon to say he's got this team on the right track, or is it too early, especially without some of their key personnel in the fold? Well, I mean, they're competitive, but, you know, nobody wants to, you know, have one win at this point in the season. Um, You know, but it's not like they're not trying. It's not like Kazir White isn't out there every single week, you know, just putting it out there. And it's not like Buddha, you know, looked like he didn't belong out there, you know, he, he finally got on the field and, you know, had an impact. But um, it's I think they got him on the right track. I mean, sometimes there's an old saying. I don't know. It's just cliche. But, you know, sometimes it's uh, they said sometimes you lose by a lot. You lose by a little. You start winning by a little. You win by a lot. I mean, it's gradual. You know, there, you know it seemed like it was 14-10, 17-10, you know, for a long time in that game. And it looked like Seattle was just kind of, you know, they just had no idea how to put them away. And they just couldn't, you know, I mean, look, Josh wasn't good in that game. He missed too many open receivers and, you know, he's running too much and scrambling too much. That part of it was, you know, they weren't great up front. But I just feel like there's plays to be made offensively and they just they just can't make them right now. And maybe that's Josh is taking them as far as they can. Maybe if Kyler comes back, he can take them further. You know, we got to wait and see. But there's just plays out there to be made, even with what they have, whether it's McBride or Ertz or, you know, Wilson, whoever. I mean, there's plays to be made, and they're just not making them. Let me ask you before we get into this game, mozzarella boss, is that a is that a sweatshirt that's earned, or is it is it purchased? <laughs> it's not purchased. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was swag, you know, swag, Bo. So, like, I'm wearing it, but I'm all about the mozzarella, man, you know. So <laughs> I put, it, put it in my eggs in the morning, put it with some uh, salami. I, you know, I mean, just – Put it in, in every single meal. Like, I'm good to go. I love it, man. Mozzarella, absolutely. Breaking down film and breaking in some mozzarella. It goes well with our guy, Brian Baldinger, here on PHNX. So uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. We, we can deep dive the offense a little bit more and the struggles. We talked about that last week. It's been kind of a recurring theme. But we got the debut of Garrett Williams, the uh, third-round pick out of Syracuse. Yep. First game, first pick. What did you see from him primarily played the slot? Yeah, look, I mean, he was uh, highly, I mean, obviously the, the interception, you know, I mean, uh, you got a little pressure there and the ball was a little short, but he was in the right place. I thought he, I thought he moved well. I always kind of just study movement, you know, just backpedal breaks, you know, flipping hips, like just, you know, being competitive, you know, step up, you know, and make them earn the catch. I thought he did all those things in his first action. So, you know, it was welcome. I know, uh, I, I, some uh, was Hamilton who somebody was out for yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, he got a chance to, to step up and go in there. Uh, you know, look, they need more takeaways. Everybody does, but however you get them, uh, you know, you get to put that next to your name, you get your first one. You hope you get, you know, 15, 20 more, you know, in, during the next couple of years. So we got news today, Baldy, Zach Ertz going to injured reserve. Uh, and Ertz, you know, he had a tough year. He's coming off yeah. a torn ACL. He's in his early 30s. I think a lot of people thought maybe he's a trade target for some people. I want to focus more so on Trey McBride. Like Trey McBride now listed tight end number one on the depth chart. I think a lot of us thought athleticism, upside, second-year player. Like based on what you've seen, we haven't gotten a whole lot of him with a ton of workload. Do you think he's got the tools to be a plus tight end player in the NFL? I think he runs really well. You know, they missed him a couple times uh, on Sunday where I thought he could have made a big difference. And, um, you know, I think he can run away from people. And so, you know, on the other side, you saw Seattle's tight ends. I mean, they're a three tight end team. All of them can block. All of them can catch. 
you you get the the lead in the fourth quarter, all of them are going to be out there blocking. I mean, that's what you want to get to, where all of them are a threat, you know, the way Parkinson and Fant and those guys are. So, you know, it, it doesn't happen right away because there's just a lot to learn. But I feel like his movement is good. I feel like he runs real well. I mean, look, I love Zach Ertz. I've been around him since he came to Philly. Um, you know, he doesn't run. I'm sorry to hear about the injury. But, he, you know, you look at Trey McBride run, you look at Zach Ertz run, they they look like one guy's an 11-year vet and one guy's a rookie. I mean, just they just have that that difference in the way their legs move and the freshness and the bounce. When you looked at this defense, it was able to get three turnovers against a, a, an offense that doesn't turn the ball over that much. I think Gino came into the game with three picks. But, you know, they're plus three in turnover differential this season, but they're one in six. Have you ever seen that disparity in the results as far as not winning football games? Well, you know, it's, it's got to be – it's the old complimentary football, right, Bo? Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you get three takeaways, you turn it into a field goal. You know, like you're not you're not capitalizing – on getting the ball, especially the fumble in the fourth quarter. I mean, you got to turn that into points. You know, you got to, you know, hopefully get that into a, you know, a touchdown. You make it a one score game. So I just feel like they're not cap. You know, it's just, it, it's the offensive woes. I mean, the defense did what they could. They, they got to Geno Smith. They frustrated me. Yeah, he, he got the touchdown to uh, Smith and Jig, but it looked like there was a breakdown in the coverage, but for the most part, they made them earn everything. I mean, you know, Kenneth Walker got a hundred yards, but he had to really earn it. You know, they had a lot of negative runs, a lot of short. So I just feel like you get the takeaways, you got to turn those takeaways into points. Now, how frustrating is it, Baldy, these young playmakers on the Cardinals to try to evaluate a McBride and a Michael Wilson not having consistent quarterback play? And then somebody like Hollywood Brown, that this team, this regime inherited, right? Like Gannon and Austin Ford didn't trade for him. It's a good player. But he's a free agent at the end of the year. And and so, you know, his targets have been limited based on this quarterback play. Like, how frustrating is that, especially with Kyler Murray's, we call it impending return, could still be weeks away? Well, I mean, look, all these players are under evaluation. I mean, yes, they've got a new regime in there. They've got a lot of the rookies out there playing. You know, they're probably going to get, you know, the, the real eyeball test. But, you know, Hollywood can help himself out. You know, um, you know, he's he still has elite speed, but, he, you know, he's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, not all guys 5'9", 5'10", can really have great success in this league. Tyler Lockett is, you know, plays like a punt returner. Like he's just different. You know, he's put up thousand yards every year. Um, they're probably not that much different in size, to be honest with you. But it's just the movement that Tyler has, whether it's the route running ability, tracking a deep ball, the way that they play in Seattle. Uh, you know, they take their shots there uh, because they've always run the ball well. It's an emphasis. So they get their play action shots down the field. So, you know, I mean, I think, Hollywood can be uh, – I think he can be an asset, but, you know, he's, he's under the microscope right now. Who stays, who goes, who's going to be a part of this new regime? All those things are being evaluated at this point. How do you kind of look at that situation with Hollywood Brown being in a contract year? And, you know, the, the, the market hasn't corrected itself with how much money these guys are getting once they hit free agency. Christian Kirk, you know, gets 80 plus million dollars, 17 plus million dollars per season. Brad Spielberger, who does great work for PFF, he kind of predicted Hollywood Brown's going to get somewhere in the range of 20 million dollars per season. Do you think he's a 20 million dollar per season type player? No, but I never want to get in the, in the way of anybody's business. Sure. I mean, Christian Kirk, like nobody thought he was an $18 million player. And I don't know if he is, but he's a really valuable player in Jacksonville. I mean, they really feature him a lot. He's their slot uh, player. I mean, he fits in perfect with Trevor Lawrence. So it just takes the right fit. Like I didn't think Hollywood was the right fit in Baltimore. Um, maybe maybe Zay Flowers is right now. But, you know, the way the Ravens were playing back then, they were run first all the way. And so, you know, the red zone threats, the third downs, they went to Mark Andrews. They didn't go to they didn't go to Hollywood. There's a place for a guy with that kind of speed that can get over the top on people, but it's got to be the right offense. And I don't know right now if 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 that's Arizona or not. I I I I would think that they might not be forthcoming in writing that check for Hollywood. I mean, if it if it is 20 million, I don't have no idea, but like I, I would think that they would go a different route as they try to build this team. Because I think, honestly, no no offense to any receivers uh, and their ability to get money, but I think it's like the last thing that you even think about when you're building a team. 
Like they got to get better in the trenches. Their defensive mm-hmm. line has to get better. They still need to get better in the offensive line. Like you got to build up your trenches and the depth. And then you need your corners and you need your quarterback. And, you know, I mean, there's, you need your pass rushers before you're thinking about wide receivers. My last question for you, Baldy. I, I, the unfortunate part, one of the unfortunate parts of this team being one and six, trending in the direction of, of having a single win, maybe until Kyler Murray returns, is that it welcomes a lot of exterior noise about 2024 draft implications, generational quarterback prospects, Caleb Williams and, and Drake May. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, do you think Kyler Murray will have enough time? Let's assume he, he returns, you know, in a couple of weeks against Atlanta. And the, and the Cardinals, maybe they have one win, maybe they have two wins at that point. Like, what do the Cardinals need to see from Kyler Murray to basically prove that you're our guy, we're not going to touch these quarterbacks? Because if they're in a position, I've argued, one or two, it's going to be very difficult for a regime, in my opinion, that inherited Kyler Murray with a $52 million price tag to say, you know, we're not going to go to Chaparral Hill and work out Drake May. We're not going to go to Southern California and watch Caleb Williams throw. Like, that to me, this this season has so many layers that's the most fascinating layer left to untangle for this franchise. Well, listen, I mean, we, we can clean this up real easy, Johnny. Like, you draft the best player, all right? And if Caleb Williams is there and you're in a spot to pick him, you're not going to pass on him. You're just not. And it's, it's not a knock on Kyler Murray, no matter what he does. I mean, if he elevates everybody around him and turns into Patrick Mahomes over the next, you know, eight or nine games, you might have a conversation. But – this is a new regime looking for a fresh start. Um, you get a chance. Now, no, no, look, nobody has fully evaluated C- Caleb Williams. He's lost two games in a row. Drake May is playing really good. I mean, there's a draft process for four months where we, you know, these guys get through the, you know, they just get through a pressure wash, you know, for four months. And you you still don't really know. I mean, they drafted Josh Rosen. Nobody knew, you know. But mm-hmm. um, so sometimes, you know, the process um, – you know, you, you get it right, and sometimes you don't get it right. But, you know, if if they think that Caleb Williams or Drake May is Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence, you know, you, you can't pass on them. And it's just, look, it, it just may also makes financial sense. You get four years to build around a quarterback on a rookie contract. You could just do an awful lot of team building with that guy. And we have seen, I mean, C.J. Stroud's playing great right now. You're seeing that you can win games with the rookie quarterback, if you have the right guy. Let's talk about trying to marry Kyler Murray, the the previous four years of work before the injury with the scheme that we've seen from Drew Petzing in this offense real quick. Where do you see Kyler Murray being able to excel and potentially where could he struggle as far as running this offense? Well, I mean, you see, you know, Josh Dobbs last week run for a 25 yard touchdown. I mean, he's pulled off a 20 yard run seemingly like every single game. Yeah. Some of them are scrambled, some of them are designed. But, you know, I mean, that's that's Kyle Murray's game, you know? And, you know, the option game is his game, and who's got the ball, three-card Monty, the play-action fakes. Like, all that stuff plays right into Kyler's game. The rollouts, the movement, like, that. that's Kyler. So I, I feel like <clears throat> he could be a, a better version of some of the things we've seen from Josh. I mean, he's played, Josh has played good in times. And it, it just seems like right now he's plateaued. And now the throws that I thought he could make and has made, like they didn't, they didn't show up last week and the week before. And you feel like maybe, I don't know if he's plateaued, but, you know, they've, they've got to be better in the passing game. And Kyler's going to get a chance. You give us a chance every Tuesday. Baldy breakdowns better than anything you've got going here. All City Network's NFL analyst, Baldy. Thank you so much for hopping on. Yep. My pleasure, guys. You bet. Have a great night. Enjoy you too. Week. Yep. Mozzarella boss. That's right. The final boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the that's what you see it on the final level right there as you're building your uh, your unstoppable pasta right there. That's fantastic a little, stuff. A little pastrami, a little, you know, marinara, a little mozzarella, <laughs> a little gabagool. Little, uh, oh, little sobering there. Then the conversation there, especially the the Kyler stuff. You know, I think with Baldy, Kyler Murray's really gonna have to 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 kind of prove it, especially with somebody like with Baldy, who's who's looking at so much film, uh, come back. And, and I think a lot of people are gonna look for it from Kyler Murray when he eventually returns to the playing field this season. 
Listen, we exhausted this conversation yesterday, and it's it's going to be a talking point. As, as long as this team, fair or not, continues to lose games, like they're they're going to have discussions about options and not options. And yeah, I think it's it's very Kyler Murray is very much a, a victim of circumstance. He is a victim. Like his development, in my opinion, was derailed by the by the prior regime, and now he is butted up. His return is butted up with this team having a premium draft pick. We're going to talk about their draft odds here in a little bit, but it's going to be so fascinating. And again, we've, we've spoken it, you know, to the high heaven, the football heavens and the football gods, like all he's got to do is win a couple games and we're good to go. I, I just, this, these are not conversations I want to have in December and January. I want to put this to bed by the season finale, two weeks before the end of the regular season. Like we know Kyler Murray's playing good football. Let's load up this off season. And I, I think there's a good chance that that, that, that happens, but you got to be on the same page with your head coach and, and your offensive coordinator. Yeah, Mark is kind of echoing that as well. K1 has to just win games and it'll solve that dilemma on its own. I absolutely agree with that. How close uh, we might have some data that could, could tell us that we're going to get into uh, later on in the show. And, and I see Jessica already talking about the Kayvon Wallace release, a surprising release, I think, to mostly everybody in this fan base, something we'll get into. And I think it was surprising to see Zach Ertz, as you talked to Baldy, primarily about the Trey McBride aspect of this, but Zach Ertz surprisingly going on. Nobody saw that he was injured in that in that game on Sunday with a, with a quad issue. Uh, lands on IR out at least for the next four weeks. Mike Garofolo is saying that uh, he's expected to return at some point this season. But a couple of surprising roster moves today, Johnny, that, that we're going to get into today as we finished up our combo with the great Brian Baldinger. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to dive into to Ertz and what that means for Trey McBride and, and potentially a very quiet deadline for the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm going to tell you what's not quiet. It's our friends at BetMGM, the BetMGM Sportsbook app. NBA season is in full swing. Tip-off tonight, opening tip-off. And uh, I don't know if you guys are into this. Game 7, that starts in just under an hour right now in Philadelphia. The Diamondbacks potentially going to the World Series. But first, you got to go to BetMGM. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Do a dabble. 10 bucks. 10 bucks mm-hmm. with BetMGM. Your first bet, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the winnings or regardless of of your wager's outcome. So again, like t- take your $10, put them on the D-backs, help put them on Philadelphia and hope to lose because you're going to get $200 anyway. But the only thing that's going to prevent you from getting your money is if you don't go to BetMGM. Go to BetMGM, bonus <laughs> code PHNX, 10 bucks, get you 200. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach Talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. It's a gambler's paradise. Our guy, Damon, producer Damon, is firing up uh, PHNX bets daily basis, giving you all the uh, all the hot tips. Come through. This this season. It's This is your season, my man. Uh, I mean, and obviously, you know, a happy game seven, a happy opening night in the NBA to all those who celebrate. I celebrate. Uh, I celebrate the home opener as well on AZ Family Sports. Arizona Family Sports is going to have the home opener of the Phoenix Suns this Saturday, October 28th at 7 as they take on the Utah Yaz. I believe it's a soft J. You can see this game on Arizona's <laughs> Family 3 TV, Arizona's Family Sports Channel 44. Should be exciting game. Yeah, exciting when Kevin Durant and Book and Bradley Beal put up about 120 points combined on the Jazz. Catch the game this Saturday at 7. All you need is an antenna. You can go out there. You could probably just find maybe an old hanger in your closet set it up on your tv and you're going to get arizona family sports but i suggest you get an antenna you get other options available at local retailers online indoor outdoor varieties every price point you can find it then antenna the over the air you're going to get channel 3 channel 3.5 or 44 here in the phoenix area or cox cable 13 you in flagstaff over the air at 30 channel 32 the yuma area over the air it's going to be 27 tucson southern arizona 13.5 here i could go all day all these different areas in arizona where you can find arizona family sports but why not log on to azfamily.com click sun's games for listing information and you'll save me from doing a 14 minute read 
just like Vin Diesel said, we are family. Uh, <laughs> and when you're family, you're family. Uh, thank you, Dom, for that. Yes. We're excited. We're fired up to be joined by all of you again. Diamondbacks just around the corner tonight. But first, Cardinals roster moves. Broke them today earlier, Bo Brock. Let's start with Zach Ertz. Is his Cardinal career over? I think so. I think, again, I, I don't know how coming off an ACL and now being placed on injured reserve a minimum of four weeks. Like there's a chance they expect him to be back. There's a chance he doesn't come back. In my opinion, they're going to elevate Jeff Swaim. We assume to tight end number two, mm-hmm. Elijah Higgins, last name Higgins yeah. played a lot last week, played some offensive snaps, <laughs> yeah. right? And then of course, yeah. sweet baby Trey McBride is elevated to tight end one. I, I think they're ready to see the future of that position. I, I don't know respectfully to Zach Ertz, tremendous career borderline hall of fame or super bowl champion. What, what benefit do you get from Zach Ertz playing for you in December after after coming off an injury with his quad? I just, to me, Trey McBride, Kyler Murray connection. That's what I want to see. Don't let anything interfere with that. Trey McBride needs rhythm targets, four, five, six targets minimum per game. All those targets, those, I'm going to just call them wasted targets you were giving to Zach Ertz as he was dropping critical passes on NFL Sundays. Give them to Trey McBride. I'm not here to grave dance like we did when we were right about Colt McCoy. But what I will say is this, like who's a, who's going to help you win games this year. If Kyler Murray needs wins to catapult this team out of the Drake may Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I'm sorry. Like I love Zach Ertz, the player and the person you're not winning games with Zach Ertz at this stage of his career. Go with the young guys. Let's evaluate. Let's see what you have. I'm not going to call this a blessing in disguise, but I, I do think it, Trey McBride needed to be elevated. It's obvious. Anybody with eyes could see that Trey McBride's a better player than Zach Ertz right now. I mean, Zach Ertz is me on the pickup basketball court, you know, thinking about I'm a better athlete than I am at this point. Like the, the yes, the, the bow of yesteryear, he could go after that loose ball and probably come up with it without tearing every, you know, ligament in, in everything in my leg. Right. right. And where Zach Ertz is like the idea of Zach Ertz, it sounds great, right? You've got a safety valve. You've got a guy that you could that's that's money in the bank. Every time you throw his direction, he's gonna yeah. it's gonna go his direction. He's gonna catch it. He's gonna come down to it. The, the the theory of Zach Ertz, it sounds great, but as far as the reality of Zach Ertz is, you know, the, I, I I guess like uh, as far as the NFL, you get to a certain age sometimes, like it's undefeated. As far as people kind of hitting certain age point and can't can't come back like maybe Larry Fitzgerald maybe Tom Brady they bucked that trend they're an exception to the rule but for the most part I mean if, if once you reach a certain point in this league it, it just it, your production falls off a cliff and just simple things that you expect from Zach Ertz you weren't getting from Zach Ertz and you know it became from him being all reliable to being him, him being all, all a liability there for the Arizona Cardinals I mean there was a huge third down that that Zach Ertz you know it's not a it's, we were talking with Damon Dog earlier today he's like you still got to come down like you get hit in the hands it's not a perfect throw but you got to come down with it to make a play for your quarterback who's struggling accuracy wise. And we just didn't even get that from, from Ertz. So at this point, like you, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta move on with, you know, the young bucks in there, see what Trey McBride's about former second round pick, see what Blake Whiteheart is a, a guy that you spent a lot of money relative to, you know, an undrafted free agent that you elevate from the practice squad. Elijah Higgins is somebody that people are excited about. You got, you know, three guys in your tight end group now outside of Jeff, Jeff Swaim that are either first-year guys or a second-year guy in, in Trey McBride. I just, and fair or not, I I just don't have patience when when a franchise is losing like the Cardinals are and guys are being paid eight figures and they're not helping you win games. I don't want to see those players anymore. And that's not a knock. Like, Zach Ertz, great player, great person once upon a time. Like, you're making over $10 million? Like, and you're not producing? Like, help your quarterback, as Bo just alluded to. Pick up Joshua Dobbs. He needs you to pick him up. Like Michael Wilson in San Francisco, taking in those 50-50 balls, right? Hollywood Brown, James Conner before he got hurt. DJ Humphreys making big money, not helping his quarterback. Zach Ertz making big money, not helping his quarterback, right? I'm not into that. I don't want to fucking see that anymore from this team. This team, one in six, five wins dating back to the start of last season. So we have now endured 15-plus months of losing with this franchise. I, I Zach Ertz was brought back for culture, complimentary player. JG liked him, and he's great in the locker room. And I think when you have a robust 
cap space, you can do that, right? Let's get let's get Zach back in the fold. You know, I don't know how effective he's going to be, but you, the right guy to have around. And that served his purpose. But now we're almost in November. This team needs wins. They need to, this is survival mode right now for a lot right. of these guys. And we also, like, Majay Sanders got about a year and a, like a hot minute with this franchise before they said, boop, goodbye. You're not mm-hmm. worth it. Goodbye. Trey McBride, same fucking draft. Second round pick has some ability. You need to play him to determine if he's part of your future. I don't want any part of Brock Bowers on this team next next April. But if like Trey McBride isn't their guy and Brock Bowers <laughs> is there and they love Brock Bowers, then we're yeah. gonna have a conversation about that. No, I don't want to have on, that Johnny. conversation. No, come on no, over, buddy. Away. Get away from me. Good thing we're not in the studio together. I, I'm it just to me, it's just it's easy to comprehend when you're losing. Mm-hmm. and people make big money and they're old and not necessarily part of your future, get them out of the lineup. I don't want to see, like if they had an heir apparent to Gigi Humphreys right now, let's say they had drafted like a third round tackle, you would want to play them at left tackle mm-hmm. right now with the way DJ Humphreys has been playing. Like, so I, I appreciate the transparency with this regime. Young players are playing. We're moving off of some guys like, you know, somebody texted me this morning, is this a mercy injured reserve? We right. don't want to trade him for scraps, you know, but at the same time, we got to elevate Trey McBride. This is what you should be doing in a one to six season. It was as soon as he dropped that ball on third down and he went to the sideline, somebody was like, mm, your quad bothering you? No, quad's fine. Are you sure? Looks it's like your quad's you. an issue. Because uh, look, we don't want to do anybody any disrespect here. Uh, because you've had a great career. You've been a model teammate. You've been a great leader in this it's locker room. Personal. It, it's not personal. And, and, and this organization has, has maintained that, that philosophy. I mean, it's, it's about, it's about production on the field and, and they the gave win. him opportunity. They gave, they gave him ample opportunities. Like I can't think of somebody on this, that's currently on this roster that's received as many opportunities uh, and, and not, and hasn't had as much success or it, you know, at least, proving them right to be giving them those opportunities. Like Colt McCoy was done after a joint practice, you know, like Kayvon Wallace produced for this team and was released today uh, because, you know, likely, you know, we'll get more into why that was, but you know, this, this team, it's, it's, it's definitely, I'll say it over and over again. It's not for the faint of heart. And there's a, there's a Zach Ertz played a lot of meaningful downs, huge downs in this league. And it just proved that, you know, maybe he wasn't right coming off the knee injury. Maybe it's father time being undefeated. But regardless, you know, a quad strain, it, it, it's very similar to where Max Williams was when it looked like he came back maybe too early from his knee injury last year. And and they, you know, the team cut him at that point because I think a team would probably pick up Ertz. I don't think he wants that. But just giving him a four-week window to potentially just knock the rust off come back, make a few catches, and then call it a career. Uh, Jalen Blair, $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Jalen. Front of the program, always giving great insight. Ertz, obviously not 100%. Rushed back from an ACL, 32 years old. Kudos to him for the effort. Absolutely. I think we're all like... That's the best shocked. way you could put it. I mean, yeah, that that's the nicest way you could absolutely put that. Yeah, well, sh- I was shocked he was ready to play at the start of the year. I mean, he tore his ACL after Garrett Williams, and he was, was active week one. Now he was dropping passes week one, he'd dropping touchdowns with Joshua Dobbs. The the Cliff Kingsbury Vance Joseph scholarship program that's that's gone that's over like and <laughs> Ertz was a was a was a JG guy yeah together in Philadelphia good friends it's just how many <laughs> players that were signed drafted and developed during the Steve Kime Cliff Kingsbury era are going to remain on this roster in 2024 I'm going to go like less than five percent if you look right now on OverTheCap.com like the people who are lingering they're going to be gone. Like James Conner is going to have to take a pay cut if he wants to stay here. He's missed time again. DJ Humphreys would have to take a massive pay cut and they'd have to be out of the Joe Alt, you know, the kid from Penn State, can't pronounce his name right now, sweepstake in the top in the top five to ten. Like, go look at those guys. Hollywood Brown's in a contract year. We're, we're talking every day about Kyler Murray. Five percent, I believe, of what was left of this roster in 2021 will be remaining. And yeah. that's a good thing because this this team, as it was constructed, didn't win a lot. It's the end of the sandlot. Guys, yeah. just uh, the final picture of all the guys that played at the sandlot and they quickly just kind of fade off, right? I would say the Avengers, but I mean, those were superheroes and some of these guys weren't superhero level. 
uh, some of these players that Steve kind you of... Have, you can have C superheroes, sure. You can have B and C superheroes. <laughs> but it's, Condiment it is... King, are you familiar with Condiment King? He used to score ketchup and mustard at, at uh, Criminals. He was a Batman <laughs> guy. No, but you only have so many like Jalen Thompson, Buda Bakers. Right. Like there was a reason why into the season, like that's our best position group because it's two of your best players. But I mean, some of the best players on this team, fair or not, have been like the rookies, which is great, giving them opportunities. But I mean, it just goes to show you like they need every dollar. They need every draft pick to supplement all of this. Yep. Because again, like, you're getting through. We talked about the Collinger, right? Get the Collinger out for 2023. Who's going to be remaining? Oh, Isaiah Simmons gone. My Jay Sanders <laughs> gone. Like Cameron Thomas looks like he can't play right now. Like what the hell's happening there? Like we're going to get to January and it's going to be like, all right, well, let's go through this roster and nobody's left and everybody's yeah. gone. I like this from a junior bunch of Hawkeyes, not enough Ironmans. <laughs> that's right like i've got i've got my quiver in my bow it's like yeah that's gonna that's gonna take down the alien spaceship thanks hawkeye go get him <laughs> oh man that's good that's good stuff let him go take down like a local mob boss and nobody else can take down thanos aka yeah. the 49ers in the nfc west okay i think some i think some like uh really like just some guy pickpocketed somebody over there why don't you somebody go get a local bread stolen can you get on that <laughs> No, man. I mean, it's just, I, I think we were headed toward this anyway, like McBride forcing the issue, but now it's like McBride's hurtling over people yeah, and Earth is dropping critical third downs. It's like, I, I'm not just saying this because I like Trey McBride. You do not have three to four better pass catchers on the roster than Trey McBride. Like who do you trust right now to catch the football over him? Michael Wilson, Hollywood Brown, probably Rondell Moore. You know they haven't been thrown to Greg Dorch, which breaks my heart. But he's not part of the offense. Then it's then it's Trey McBride. Like those are your that's your big four offensively. If you open up the passing game when Kyler Murray comes back, like those are the guys. Ride or die to the end of the season because they're gonna have to make a decision on Rondell Moore. Are they gonna, is he gonna stick around? I mean this this passing game and these these players that make up the passing game could have a. We talk about the facelift on the defensive line. This group could look drastically different next year. Yeah, and Trey McBride's done a nice job in the run game, and he's done a nice job playing his role uh, and carving out uh, a little little space for himself through seven games. But yeah, we do now. Now it's put up or shut up, and you know that, that's for lack of a better way of saying it. But you know, fifteen catches for one hundred and seventy yards. We're gonna have to see, like we saw at the end of last season when when Ertz unfortunately went down with the ACL injury and had surgery in November. We saw you know each week. A, a progression from from Trey McBride where he's he's getting a few targets he's taking advantage of him, making some catches catches a touchdown like we have to see like when he gets that starring role as is the true tight end one and and the depth chart reflects that he's TE1 we got to see some something that resembles tight end one production from Trey McBride now uh what 20 plus games into his NFL career I I, I think he can do it um I, he last year at the end of the year he he showed promise when he got opportunities, I think like name me the last time, like Trey McBride's like dropped a wide open pass. Cause that's the bar right now is whatever the hell Zach Ertz was giving you. Wasn't enough, right? Trey, give Trey McBride every opportunity. Cause this team, and this is my Brock Bowers point does not need to waste draft capital on an early round tight end. They have so many other needs. Let's check a box. Even if you think Trey McBride's a placeholder during his rookie year, he's going to make no money these next two, two to three years then let him hold tight end one, maybe sign some supplemental guys in free agency, address everything else, address all those other needs that, that Baldy mentioned. A, a position group I did not think the Cardinals needed to add to, um, and instead they're subtracting to is safety. Jalen Thompson, I think we both agree, poised to return this weekend against Baltimore at home. Mm -hmm. Udo Baker triumphant return last week. Kayvon Wallace, somebody the Cardinals claimed shortly after they cut Isaiah Simmons. He's, he's been, if not a starter, almost an every down player on this this team, the secondary didn't play last weekend was cut today. Now I think Gannon had mentioned on local radio that, that it was a numbers game. I'm sure he'll allude to a little bit more Bo, when you have a chance to chat with him later this week at a press conference, but I, I something smells here. I, I, I cave on Wallace is better than some of the backups they have on the roster. I think that this I'm guessing, I don't have this source or anything. 
Like, is this another Eno Benjamin situation where maybe not happy with his playing time, something went awry? Gannon will got, get guys every benefit of the doubt. He knew him from Philadelphia. Like, I, I wonder if something did happen here. Um, I, I, I don't even think the, the numbers game is, it speaks really to what I just at a face value see. Like, to, to speculate if there was something beyond the scene, behind the scenes here, and, unless something comes out, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to partake in that because I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, I, it was when they brought in Kayvon Wallace off of uh, waivers before the season, they didn't have Garrett Williams available to him. Like the idea, like they, they told Garrett Williams, Garrett Williams told a Syracuse publication that he was anticipating playing inside uh, after playing some outside corner during his collegiate career. Like he's, he was that that's what they viewed him as when they tabbed him, you know, in the third round out of the ACC back in, in the spring. So, you know, that, that was always the plan and he wasn't available in early September when the Cardinals kicked off the season. So they went out and got Kayvon Wallace to, to kind of fill that need and, 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 he he played. He played a lot, right? He played seventy one percent against the against Washington, then a hundred percent of the snaps between week two and week six, and then played zero percent of the snaps once Garrett Williams returned. They they and I also think that Andre Sachere has earned some some I, I guess people that like what they've seen from him playing in spot duty for for Buda Baker and then Buda Baker returning. So it just became a jam-packed room, and it becomes even more jam-packed with Jalen Thompson coming back. And it just—I I don't know if—I don't know if it, doing right is the right way to say this because I'm sure it's never great when you're you're just cut loose. But it—you know—Kayvon Wallace now gets to go find maybe a better opportunity where he's going to actually see snaps because the lion's share of snaps are going to Buddha, JT, and Garrett Williams. Well, Garrett Williams plays cornerback though. I know I know he's a slot corner, but he's not playing outside though. Well, maybe they should play him outside. I know They're they know going. what's best. They like him for that role. Look at their outside corners, though. I, I feel like is is not anything to write home about. But Andre Chachere, I, I feel like I haven't seen him make a play all year. And I see Kayvon Wallace sticking people week one against the Commanders. He has an interception of Joe Burrow. I To me, this just feels not short-sighted, but I mean, like safety was a strength. Like lean into that. And at very it least, is. like he's, he's comp- competent on specialty. Well, you need a, a couple safeties. I think he's I, – I, I, I'm willing to say I think this is a mistake by the Cardinals. I, I don't love this move. I don't love the optics of this move. You get a guy who sounds like very well-liked, Gregory Dortch. He was on the podcast, the All-Purpose Podcast. Players like him. He was a high-touted prospect out of Clemson. Fourth-rounder, and Gannon had familiarity with him. Again, yeah. like to me, it just this team is so deprived of talent right now. And he's made, he's not making any money. I just, I question, like, I get it. Safety corner, slot corner, outside corner, free safety, strong safety. You can put a label on everything. Like, I think he's a better player than, than what they're going to put on their 53 man roster behind Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Respect. Yeah. No. And he, he was great. Like, I think what Kayvon Wallace brought to this team, they needed to start this season. He helped like, them beat he, the Dallas Cowboys. He did. And I think he helped a lot of guys in that defensive secondary learn this seat, this, this system of JG and Nick Rollis bringing bringing that just familiarity over from Philadelphia where he never really got the opportunity. But, you know, at, at some point, like I, I is as brutal as it is. I agree with somebody in the chat. It's like, it's Buddha, it's JT. And now it's Garrett Williams. It's like, those are your, those are the guys that are going to play safety and in, in inside corner for this organization. And then who's behind them? Like, you got to figure out, you know, Sashre was primarily a special teams guy, and it probably plays into that he's a better special teams player potentially than than Kayvon Wallace because you 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 just don't you just can't really kind of sit there and say, well, I I, I really you know I really like the guy. Like it's just what we talked about with Zach Ertz. Like these are these are tough decisions. I'm sure that they didn't like to have to make today, but he gets an opportunity to go probably to a less talented safety room and hopefully play some more football like he did here in the early days of the Cardinals. Uh, it's going to be a week-to-week thing. And speaking of that, we've got an updated Bull Brock depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start on the defensive side because I think there's another move in the secondary that bears watching. It's at the cornerback position. Keytrail Clark, who did not play last week, has now been benched in favor of Starling Thomas, uh, who is a fellow rookie, was with the Detroit Lions. The Cardinals picked him up. I believe he was, <laughs> was he undrafted. Um, and so Starling Thomas is now the starting outside corner with Marco Wilson. Again, I wouldn't read too much with Garrett Williams behind 
Antonio Hamilton, Keetrell Clark. So Marco, Thomas, Williams are your three corners. And then in lieu of, of course, Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker at safety. So some movement in the secondary that, fair or not, has been carved up up until last week, and they had a nice second half bow against Geno Smith. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I don't. I wouldn't even get too comfortable either. I mean, this is this this depth chart right now. Thomas has overtaken Clark, you know, who who played, you know, a hundred percent of the snaps all the way back, or as recent as week three, was playing ninety eight percent of the snaps until week four, and then his playing time fell off a cliff, went forty nine percent, fifty six percent, and then just was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Um, but you know, I think. If you see Wilson step out of line or Thomas step out of line, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hamilton make his way up to back to be a starting cornerback at some point. It's just a position that there's there's not a whole lot of talent that right now outside, and they're just going to try to figure out like who's the lukewarm hand. I'm not would never say hot hand in, in this spot with these players. <laughs> it, whoever can just kind of. I mean, you're still seeing whoever's in, in those positions get targeted, you know, say 12 times and, and give up 10 receptions. It's just, it's not pretty. And it's not going to be pretty until the offseason, until they upgrade the position, either who's through the, the draft or free agency. Who's the microwave dinner hot hand right yeah. now for the Arizona Cardinals? Not your gourmet meal. Let's get a hungry man in there, a cornerback. That's what, that's what we got going on right now. Let's look at the offensive side, Bo. Elijah Wilkinson, um, is back at left guard. He never mm-hmm. left, but he was hurt last week. We'll see if he practices this week. No big changes outside of the aforementioned Trey McBride elevating the tight end one. Imari DiMercato uh, now listed as running back one. Keontae Ingram is listed as RB2, although he did not play a down last week offensively. Why do I know that? Because I had him on two fantasy teams. He put up a big goose egg. Thanks, Keontae. DiMercato appears like he is the guy for the Arizona Cardinals at running back until James Conner returns, Bo. Yeah, and we know what the production is, and there's a ceiling there, but it seems like they're going to roll with Dermacato. And I don't can't envision like matchups when you look at matchups, like where Keontae, you're going to say, Hey, Keontae Ingram's going to be the guy that we're going to ride here. Um, so Dermacato had kind of a you know, with 75 scrimmage yards, it wasn't hard, but took kind of over the RB1 duties and is being rewarded with RB1 status here on the, on the Cardinals depth chart. Interesting. Interesting dynamic. I still think offensively there's 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 enough talent here to 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 do better than the Cardinals have done offensively since the Dallas Cowboy game, Bull Brock, when they were up, they scored what 28 points that game. They're at 13.5 points per game over the last several weeks since their win at Dallas. And uh it's just not gonna do it in today's NFL as the Diamondback crew just they're excited. Diamondbacks now up <laughs> one to nothing against Philadelphia. We'll keep you posted. We're going to talk draft standings here in a second because we've got, Bo, we've stumbled across some, some interesting statistics as to where the Cardinals may end up. I'm going to tell you where we're going to end up this weekend. How about Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Baby, pre-halftime post-game show, the debut of PHNX Cardinals home game days, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, myself, Britton Golden, of course, my guy Damon Dog behind the mic, Bo Brock, call it in from State Farm Stadium. Gila River Resorts is one of the newest partners here at PHNX. We could not be more excited. A thousand, I'm sorry, a million dollars. Big Red Showdown. Gila River, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, sign up for that million dollar Big Red Showdown. Stay in the game. Get rewards. It is that easy, friends. They've got monthly drawings. One's taking place November 5th. How about December 3rd? Cardinal tickets, memorabilia. More free stuff. You can't handle it because it is your ultimate place to hang out on game day. Football, home games with us. Went up to $100,000 in cash, 21 years and older. Visit HeliaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to Gila.com. When your team is 1-6, when your fantasy squad is also one in six, like Johnny's. Here's the way you can change, do you can change like, the vibes. Can you, you tell can change the vibes, but just by making yourself feel like you're six and one team, like me, you can do that with OG's brands. OG's brands is gonna make feel make you feel like your fantasy squad is six and one on top of the fantasy world. But OG's brands, of course, they've got both the fruits, they've got the creams, they've got the multi flavored bags where you can decide if you'd like. 
the red apple, watermelon, peach, or if you like the blackberries and cream, the orange cream sickle, or the peaches and cream, find out for yourself. Take the guesswork out of it. Just check it out. The multi-flavored bags, wherever you f- your favorite dis- uh, dispensary is in the valley, figure it out for your fruits or creams, guy or gal. Check it out. Our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself online, ogsbrands.com, and of course on your socials at OG's Brands ogsbrands.com find them at your local dispensary got to be 21 years old or older to enjoy the great cannabis kitchen that is ogs brands you you've hurt me just like the cardinals continue to hurt me in route to the 2024 my guy johnny venerable what i i nearly blocked you today on my on text because you were just he was out of control damon he sent me three trades he sent emma multiple yeah. We we're all talking about it. He was just on a on a spree <laughs> this morning. For some reason, the guy just had like hours and hours of time to just be studying yeah. everyone's teams. I've been so up since five a.m. Highly caffeinated, trying to trying to write this wrong. For just those who don't the know, phones. you were like Monty Awesome Fort in the war, the war room. <laughs> we and- so we our league real quick. You have to eat. You have to be at Waffle House twenty four hours. You lose our league. Um, didn't happen last year. It's going to go down this year. Whomever loses, I'm in last place. Um, so my team is not the worst though. Uh, I've, I've been the unfortunate, you know, person that that's had a lot of injuries. Debo Samuel, Saquon Barkley, Justin Fields have not done me any favors. Kyle Pitts. I went with a lot of flash over substance and it's, and it's burned your boy, but we feel like We're today, some room here. You keep going. We feel like today <laughs> we've made a trade for depth. It's a very meat and potatoes trade. Bo Brock. I ship Debo Samuel's hurt ass out of town. I've secured some bodies for this week, and we're just we're just like my friend Greg Bragg says on CHGO podcast, brick by brick. We're gonna start stacking some wins. I'm only one game behind, a lot of time left. Your boy's not headed to Waffle House just yet. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what kind of friend Bo Brock is. You know, last year at this time, Bo was in a similar position. I'm coaching him every week, who to pick up, what to do, who to sign. I'm asking, hey man, could you could you flip a flip a guy? You know, one of your uh, you know non-starters can you give me some depth. Just basically stiff arms me. There is no one of my non-starters. You wanted Lamar Jackson. There is no benefit (laughs) to Bo winning this league. Like it's you either lose this league or you everybody else essentially ties for for first or for last or whatever. So, you know, I'll I'll remember this. I'll remember. (laughs) Tough times make tough people. That's what I am. Times are tough for me in my fantasy league. Times are tough during draft season. It is Johnny Austin Ford? Yeah, I, I I got better today. We all got better. Yeah, Can the Cardinals get better? They're both GMs of one and six teams. That's what that's that's where the the similarities. That's where they're the difference the is Austin Ford stripped it down. I thought I had a winner, baby. I left our draft night. We I hosted people for draft night. I'm like that team. It's going all the way. All right, let's talk about it. So Football Power Index ESPN has some some tasty nuggets analytics. Mm-hmm. You guys like math? Well, here you go, Cardinals projection football power index for their first pick. We're going to do both picks, Bo. Okay. This is via ESPN. Um, they're putting this out for every team. They're saying right now the Cardinals average draft position is 2.9. That's as of a one in six record. The odds for the number one pick 34.7. The odds for a top 10 pick damn near 90%, 88.9. And then, uh, or excuse me, top five. And then obviously top 10, it's a near lock at 98.6. Um, what do you make of this before I chirp back at you with your one decimal point here? Well, look, I mean, overall, like as a Cardinals fan, they're going to get a good player. I mean, almost 100% chance they've got a top 10 pick already locked up, according to ESPN's FBI. And close to, as you said, almost a 90% chance at a top five and looking at this draft class and these quarterback hungry teams, you're going to potentially get the top non-quarterback prospect off the board. Uh, But when we talk about, we had a huge conversation about Kyler Murray yesterday and how Kyler Murray can play himself out of uh, this team moving off of him in favor of maybe the guy on the screen right now and Drake May at potentially second overall is the ADP has them at 2.9. So if they get to the third overall pick, it almost takes them out of the conversation for the top two quarterbacks. And I think that that's, you know, the next two weeks without Kyler Murray is going to be tough. But if he, once he gets back and he's just moving them quick, you know, because it's going to be, like I've said, this is, it's as easy. It's just as tough to get to the top of the draft board as it's to be at the bottom where you're competing for a Super Bowl. Like it, it's competitive. It's as competitive as it's ever been because of the caliber of prospects at the top of the board. Um, where the Arizona Cardinals, if they play themselves 
and Kyler Murray plays themselves out of the top two, it becomes a completely different conversation. It's everything. But mm-hmm. I would caution everybody, that's through seven weeks. Cardinals still have to play the, the Ravens and the Browns uh, with Joshua Dobbs. These presumably. are projections. These project out. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I will say, you know, Kyler Murray gives this team the best chance to win in the second half. Watch what happens over the course of these next 10 days. We're already hearing teams like the Tennessee Titans might sell off their entire roster. Our teams, the Cardinals aren't going to do this. Are there other teams that are below 500 that might start selling off pieces to jump in to the top five, to jump into the top three? It's supposedly supposed to be one of the most, if not the most active trade deadline in NFL history. So that plays a factor into it. But I'm with you. Like the sweet spot for this team, if they struggle, but you get some hope with Kyler Murray, firmly a top five pick. Because, man, there are about five to seven blue chippers in this draft that can immediately elevate this team in 2024. Let's look at the Cardinals' other pick, which can we, we also say thought. Yeah. The, the best case scenario, isn't it third overall pick? Marvin Harrison Jr. Kyler Murray in the fold. He's proven that he's, he's QB1, knocked the rust off. No questions asked moving forward with him. But then the, in, in the prime spot to get the best non-quarterback in this draft. And it's yeah, Mar- Marvin Harrison. I mean, the only the only issue that comes with that is if Chicago has the first two picks and they want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. and he's gone, and mm-hmm. and they don't and they don't opt to trade out of two and to the Broncos or to the Raiders or whomever the Patriots that want a quarterback, like and that's that's going to be another. I that's why I say like even if they get out of two and they're in three. It does not dismiss the notion that Drake May could or Caleb Williams, frankly, could be their quarterback. I still I think the, the chances go way down, but I don't think it I don't think it's completely eliminated. Are the odds of the Houston Texans having a top pick becoming eliminated, more eliminated by the week? Um, Cardinals via Houston first round pick odds. Annual draft position right now. CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan's playing really good football. 16th. Uh, odds for the first overall pick bow, 0.2%. Odds for a top five pick, 4.1%. However, still got roughly a one in five chance, top 10, 20.4% to get into the top 10 with Houston. Um, I feel like right now with where this team is at with Houston, like I don't know if I would sign up for 16th, but I like that's you're in good shape. Like I, yeah. I get it. We're not going to get Joe Alt, Marvin Harrison Jr. together, hypothetically, you don't think, but 16, man, that's a, that's a great pick. That's a great player, potentially. What about the guy on the screen there? Jerzon Newton yeah. from Illinois. Um, I mean, it, it, it also starts to fill a need right there on the yeah. defensive line. You put Newton uh, playing at a high level in Champaign, Illinois right now for the Illini, and you put him in this rotation, I think he immediately starts to get, kind of give that group a facelift, and and, I, and you love to see it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little disheartening to see those numbers like, 0.2% this one's coveted high pick uh, for the for the number one overall pick. It was in that discussion for at least the first couple of weeks, and then C.J. Stroud caught fire, and they look like, like you said, like if it's a top 20 pick, then you'll just have to take that. We'll see. Like I, I'm not going to dog Houston what they've done. I think they're ahead of schedule. D'Amico Ryans, clearly he's missing San Francisco. Steve Wilkes does not look like you know, like the heir apparent that they wanted in, in San Francisco getting picked apart by Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. Here's what I will say. It's a long season. Rookies hit a wall, right? Everybody wants to anoint them. New coach, new quarterback. I, I think the Cardinals, you get Kyler Murray back and you and you could catch fire. Same thing. Houston, they could go the other way. These two picks could end up closer than we think. These two it could be six and twelve. It could be seven and, and eleven, right? Like mm-hmm. We got to let this all play out. And where the Cardinals do not benefit, if you're hoping for a high, high pick, Cardinals have one of the hardest strength the schedules in the NFL. Yeah. So any kind of tiebreaker scenario, they're going to be they're going to be pushed down in that situation. Whereas Houston's schedule is dog shit, and they'll be they'll be pushed up, right? So, I, actually, yeah, that'll help the Cardinals because their schedule's well, not very good. So, I mean, when you look at that game, is it week uh, is it week eleven against Houston? bring up our schedule here uh week 11 against houston uh right after potentially kyler murray's debut week 10 against the atlanta falcons at home i mean kyler murray coming in the fold probably like hey i can go immediately 
worse than our own draft pick, kind of taking us out of quarterback, you know, uh, picking territory, and then also help our own by handling Houston Texans and L in week 11. It's like the biggest, that's the biggest game of the year, that Houston <laughs> Texans game. For the trajectory, like it's easy to say, oh, we want a higher draft pick, we want to manipulate. There are so many layers mm-hmm. to that game and how it could impact the next five to 10 years for this franchise. I mean, get your get your popcorn ready. Like if you, if you have an opportunity to go to that game, I, I'm very envious, but yeah, man, it's, we're, we're basically almost in November now, and we know who the major players are. We have clarity of what the Cardinals are and what they're not going to be in 2023. And the last piece of the puzzle is, well, can Kyler Murray come back and, I don't want to say force the issue, but, but make things more comfortable for everybody involved. I saw Jalen Blair earlier in the chat said, Jay Glazer said the Cardinals are going to build around Kyler Murray. I saw that clip. He basically alluded to a lot of what we've said. They want to make it work with Kyler Murray, but they want to see him this year. Same thing like Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray together. They're not going to trade Hollywood Brown because they want to see it all together. They want Mm -hmm. eyes on it, right? But you get a reset button in January, February, that could change. But I that look, let's see that schedule one more time, Damon Dog. Um, for this franchise, Kyler Murray potentially coming back again. I, I don't think he's playing this weekend. Don't think he's playing against the Browns. November 12th against the Atlanta Falcons is the starting point. That's eight games. You know, a, a night to think about it. You know, I see three or three wins on this for, for the Arizona Cardinals. If they can stay healthy, you assume James Conner is back in the fold, but you start dropping games with K1 as your quarterback, Hollywood Brown as your wide receiver one. You know, that, that makes things a little bit more difficult for the decision makers, Bo. Yeah. Week 15, is that winnable after the Niners uh, drop back-to-back games? Rock, Pur- Rock uh, Purdy's had his two worst performances? No, probably not. I think that what, the Ni- what sucks for Cardinal fans, what the Niners do well, the Cardinals are really bad. Yeah. They, have, they, have the, they have a significant line of scrimmage, you know, emphasis, San yeah. Francisco. Cardinals can't, yeah, Cardinals can't stop the run. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. As much as I love now Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker back in the fold like that, that's a big-time problem for the Cardinals. So um, maybe it won't always be the case, but right now in 2023, unfortunately, it is. Yeah, what's also not a problem is what you're getting getting for dinner tonight. Spaghetti Shack, just stopping. It's simple, right? They got a menu starring spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread, and a few other fan favorites. Their mission, provide quality, affordable food as quickly as possible. That means you order Spaghetti Shack. You're not sitting around waiting for it to be hot and ready. No, it's going to be hot and ready, and you're going to spend less time cooking and spend more time with your loved ones in front of the TV, watching Game 7, which the D-backs are up one nothing. watching opening night, KD, Book, hopefully Bradley Beal. Have we heard anything, any update on that? Uh, taking the court for the Phoenix Suns against the Golden State Warriors. So go check out our friends over at Spaghetti Shack. Delicious food. We uh, we had some Spaghetti Shack this week. It's fantastic. Never miss. They never miss. Community-focused place to go concept, and they're serving Tempe in Queen Creek right now here in the Valley of the Sun. Enjoy delicious spaghetti, meatballs, and more at their favorite at their four locations here in Arizona. Learn more. SpaghettiShack.com. That's S-P or TheSpaghettiShack.com. Check us out, gophnx.com. I mean, no better time to be a diehard with everything going on. Valley Sports, Diamondbacks, Game 7 right now. Suns tip off in just a few hours. Cardinals, trade deadline, Kyler Murray, and then, of course, Coyotes, ASU, U of A, Mercury, a lot of moving parts. If you want to keep hold on everything, you got one place, one-stop shop. It's gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or shirt at any point. You're a diehard for the 365-day calendar year. And then every time you re-up, you get a new piece of merch. We got a new merch Suns shirt dropping tonight. Uh, I love it. I can't wait to order it. And uh, if you are a a diehard member, I I believe you get some money off of that shirt too. So check that out. Become a member. Chat with Bo and I in the exclusive member Discord. Cardinal community, great place to talk ball as we uh, analyze these next couple months before the end of the regular season uh, and before Kyler Murray's return. So, again, can't get it anywhere else. Become a diehard. 90% of the stuff on our website is for free. That's sweet, sweet 10%. Become a diehard today. Yeah, help us out. Uh, hit that like button. See the likes right now. Let's get them up. 
a little bit higher for this show, get it in front of some more eyes and ears out there. People can continue to, you know, talk about this Cardinals team as they are in pre-flight as far as their rebuild goes. I know the record's not where people want him one and six, but as far as the direction, Monty Osifor, Jonathan Gannon, uh, it's we we really like it. As far as Kyler Murray, back on the practice field soon as tomorrow for a second straight week trying to get himself ready to play again. We'll have the latest sights and sounds from Kyler Murray's latest practice tomorrow. Follow at PHNX underscore Cardinals, at Johnny Venerable, our guy at Damon Dog on Twitter as well, and follow me, Bo Brock. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Go D-backs. Go Suns. Let's do it. Hopefully uh, Derek Montia and crew are talking about a World Series berth for the Snake Squad. We'll talk to you soon.